the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello again and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. If you've been searching for a place to be spiritually fed, you have found it. Like you, we believe the Holy Bible contains the spiritual nourishment we need to become faithful servants God requires to help grow His kingdom here on earth. This program is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church, located in Los Angeles, California. Our teaching pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with today's message. What does God have in store for you? What does God have in store for this church over the next season of life? So instead of thinking short term, I want you to think long term. Part of this equation, I hope you're listening, is because the next 10 years might be the last 10-year window of my preaching at this church. I started preaching in the 70s. That's a long time ago. Back in the 70s, I was in high school and I was in college and I was actually pre I actually had a church while I was in college. I've been I've been preaching for a long long time. I've been at this church here since the 80s. I came in 1987. If you do the math, I have been here for 3 decades already. 33 years I've been preaching here. I am now 61 years of age. I am in my prime, baby. I am 61 years of age. And so I'm looking at the next 10 years, 2020 to 2030. I'm going to be in 10 years. I'll be... I can't say it. I can't say it. But sometime around that window of time it will just be it will be time somewhere in that near future it will be a time to pass the baton so to speak and so it's very important that as i looked at these next 10 years i want them to be used of god amen Amen. do you understand what i'm saying so the first thing we did, we came up with some numerical goals. And don't, don't get too bent out of shape or excited over numerical goals. But we run about 10,000. Here's the first. In 10 years' time from now, I'd like to see us double in attendance. There's no reason why we can't run 20,000. We run 10,000. Now, people can't believe that. How many you have in church? Well, we have 10,000 that show up every weekend. They can't. That, that is unbelievable. It took us three decades to get to 10,000. I think in one decade we can get to 20,000. How many of you believe that? Then I'd like to double our yearly baptisms. Instead of this last year, and I'm so excited, we had close to 1,300 people were baptized into Christ. It's, It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Some churches don't even have one for the whole year. 
We have 13. I think in 10 years, we should be baptizing close to 3,000 people every single year. I, I just think that would be great. And then I'd like to double our yearly missions giving. As you know, this last year, we gave $1.6 million away to mission work all around the world. I'm hoping we can double that in the next 10 years and give $3.2 million to worldwide missions. Thank you for clapping to that. A few weeks ago, we gathered some leaders in our church and we had a kind of a planning session and we came up with 16 things as a church that we need to accomplish over the next 10 years. And I'm going to give you the top five. This is an order of importance for us. Number one is we need to have a better assimilation process here at the church. We're not very good at that. It's one of our weak points. And the reason is we have so many new people that come to church. And we really don't know how you get here. Do you come from that direction? Do you park over there? Come here? you come over here? Do you take the tram? Do you fly in on a helicopter? How do you get here? <laughs> we're, we're looking at doing a better job at assimilating people in our church. Number two, we're going to have to add some more services. We have three services in here. Now you take a look around. We're at least 80% full here. But if we run 10,000 with three services, we're going to need to have five or six services in order to accommodate 20,000. Does that make sense? Now, we need to do that because this building sits empty most of the week. We use it on Saturday night at 6, and we have two services on Sunday at 9 and 11, and the rest of the week, it's, it's basically empty. And so we need to be a better steward of this facility and add more services and give people more opportunities to come to church. Can you say amen? <laughs> Number three, we're going to add additional campus sites. We currently have a campus in Woodland Hills. Uh, they run about a thousand over there on that campus. We have a campus up in Aqua Dulce and uh, we've tried starting churches in sev- several areas and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work. But we believe in our 10-year strategy, we're going to need to start uh, uh, several other campuses. Number four on your list, we're, no- we're going to try to develop our online campus. We have thousands of people who watch every weekend online. And we want to develop that and really try, if that's, if that's what people are doing, we need to develop that in, in a much better way. And number five, obviously, we need to develop younger leaders. So in the course of the next 10 years, you'll see younger and younger people on this stage uh, because we need to be a part of preparing the next generation. Amen? Now, all of this, write this down, all of this is underneath the umbrella of two pillars that will never change. We exist for the purpose of lifting up Jesus... And number two, to preach boldly, uncompromising, politically incorrect, the preaching of the Word of God. Those two pillars will never change here at this church. Now take your outlines and turn it over if you would, and turn to Psalm chapter 33. Psalm chapter 33. We're kicking off a new decade, a new year. A decade of destiny. Everybody say a decade of destiny. But we still have this one year, and this year we're going to focus on a thing called hope. I want you to write that down. Hope. I'll explain all this to you. If I were to ask you to explain what hope means to whoever you're sitting next to, some of you would have a hard time. Hope is a hard thing to kind of explain. Hope does not mean I wish 
something happens. Hope in the Bible, when you put your hope in something, it's not I wish that this all works out. Hope means that you know it's all going to work out. And as you look up all the definitions, and I've done this as we've studied this word for this year, there's a phrase that's tied to the word hope. The true definition, I want you to write this down because this is kind of the theme for this year. It's called leaping in expectation. It's not that like God calls you to do something and you like, you walk up to the line and you go, okay, let me think about this. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. No, hope in putting your faith and trust in God is when you leap in obedience. And when you leap in obedience, you're not wondering if it's all going to work out, you leap knowing that everything is going to work out according to God's plan. There's a big difference there. And I want to give you, with the limited time that I have left, four things, four reasons why we put our hope in God alone. Number one, if you're taking notes, He alone is faithful in all that He does. How many of you know that God alone is faithful? I want you to look at some of these verses. These are reasons, again, why we're going to put our hope in God. The first reason is that he's faithful. Why would you trust in any other entity? Only God is faithful. Now I want you to look at verse 1, Psalm 33, verse 1. Sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. How many of you are saved? How many of you are saved? Well, you're the righteous. And you ought to be singing joyfully to the Lord. It is, verse 1 says, it is fitting. I love that word. Look what it says. It is fitting for the upright to praise him. Praise the Lord with the harp. Make music to him on the ten-stringed instruments. Sing to him a new song. We sang a new song in church today. Some of you are, why are we singing a new song? Because the Bible says we're supposed to sing a new song. (laughs) Sing to him a new song. Play. What's the word? Skillfully. And shout. For joy. There's something fitting about a man or a woman. Once you get saved, you can't wait to get to the house of the Lord. Use your hands, your voice, your heart, your skills for the purpose of just praising God. Why would we do that? Well, because of verse 4. For the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all that he does. I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, God is really the only person I know of that is faithful in all he does. Every day he holds the stars of the universe in his hands. Every day he clothes the lilies of the field and he feeds the birds of the air. Every day he allows you to see another sunrise and another sunset. Every day his mercies endures and his grace sustains. The Bible says that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. His words are true. His words are right. 
His faithfulness is same today, every day. It's only fitting that you and I would praise Him and put our faith and trust in Him. The second reason we put our hope in God alone, write this down, is He alone is full of unfailing love. His love is unfailing. Verse 5 says that the Lord loves righteousness and He loves justice. And then it says the earth. Everybody say the earth. And He's talking about the physical earth. As you look at the earth, it's full of His what? Unfailing love. And if you read the next few verses, He talks about creation. He talks about how God put the stars up there in the sky. It talks about how He gathered up the oceans of the deep like like waters in a jar. The idea is that creation, the heavens and the earth and the moon and the sun and the stars and the flowers and the trees and the mountains and the streams and the rivers and the lakes and the oceans, that God created all of it for your enjoyment, for your pleasure. Why would He do that? Because He loves you. His love is unfailing. It's all a part of God's loving His creation. And number three, write this down. Oh, He alone can bless this nation. You ought to put your hope and trust in God because there is no other entity that can bless this nation. He's the only one. Now look look at what it says, verse 10. The Lord foils the plans of the what? We know the Bible teaches that God can raise or destroy a nation like that. We think we're in control of how this nation goes. God is in control of this nation. The Lord foils the plans of the nations. He thwarts the purposes of the peoples. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purposes of His heart throughout all generations. Here it is, verse 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people He chose for His inheritance from heaven, the Lord looks down. He sees all mankind from His dwelling place. He watches all who live on earth. He who forms the hearts of all, who considers everything they do. Go back and read verse 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. How many of you want God in heaven to bless the nation that you live in? God has the power to remove His hand of blessing. God has the power to place His hand of blessing on any nation, on any people. And the Bible says that if we, as believers, as Christians, if we, the church, will humble ourselves and pray and turn from our wicked ways, and turn to the living God, that God will hear our prayer, that He will forgive us of our sins, and He will heal our land. God is the only entity that can bring blessing to this nation. You and I ought to put our faith and our trust 
in God and in God alone for that reason. Now the history of our country is being rewritten. We're going to have a weekend in May where we will be reminded that at one time this country was started by people who desired to worship God and to worship God freely. When the first pilgrims came up ashore in the year 1620, the first pilgrims, they came to this land without a desire to rob or to pillage or to plunder. They traveled 66 days, over two months, over rough ocean waters in order to come to a land where they could worship God without the threat of government. They came to worship God in peace. The first group of settled in what we know as New England. They were godly people that sought God's will in this new land. And for nearly two generations, they were godly people. But over time, and people forget this, over a period of time, a generation arose that began to drift away from God. Many of the new settlers to that area were no longer interested in church. They, they were no longer interested in God. By 1730, we know that only about 10% of the people that lived in the colonies attended church anymore. But then something amazing happened. Beginning in 1734, there was a handful of preachers by the name of Jonathan Edwards, George Whitefield, Gilbert Tennant, John Wesley, and others, preachers who began to preach in the streets and preach in the fields and to preach in the churches And eventually, a revival broke out among those 13 colonies. People began to come to Christ. That era is known as the period of the Great Awakening. Tens of thousands of people dedicated their lives to Jesus Christ and were baptized. Now, here's what people miss, that the Great Awakening was the precursor to the American Revolution. That if it wasn't for the Great Awakening, our nation would have been significantly different. The signers of the Declaration of the Independence, those who wrote our Constitution, those who wrote the Bill of Rights, those who put their lives on the line, who fought and died that we might be free, they all grew up in the period of the Great Awakening. Those who experienced the Great Awakening became the leaders of the American Revolution. Now, modern historians try to downplay the influence that Christianity had in the beginnings of our nation, but recently there was a political science professor at the University of Houston who collected and categorized 15,000 writings of our founding fathers. The goal was to determine the primary source of ideas behind our Constitution. And what was the source, the primary source for our Constitution, ladies and gentlemen? It was the Bible. 90 of those 15,000 documents, 94%, that's almost 100%, 94% of the quotes of our founding fathers of this nation were either directly or indirectly tied to the Bible. In fact, all you have to do is look at the very opening words of the Declaration of Independence to see the influence of scriptures. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights. The Declaration of Independence was signed 
The Continental Congress ordered, they ordered that copies of the Declaration of Independence be sent first, not to town clerks, not to newspapers, but to parish ministers who were required to read them to their congregations the very first day that they received them. Now, all these years later, as a nation, we have drifted far, far, far away from God. We're we're seeing God remove His hand of blessing. That's what we're living through. We abort close to a, a million babies a year since the 70s. We have redefined biblical marriage. We have removed prayer and Bible reading from our schools. We now call good evil, and we call evil good in the United States of America. One of the main reasons why you should put your hope and trust in God, leap into, with expectancy into the Lord God and the things of God, is because God is the only one who can restore this land. Blessed is the nation whose God is not money, not fame, not fortune, but blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And the last reason why is we prepare to close, why you should put your faith and trust in God, get this, is He alone can save. No one else can save. Oh, I'm a little late. Do you mind if I just go another minute? You sure? You're not going to run out? Look at verse 16. No king is saved by the size of his what? I will tell you this, the United States of America, we have a pretty doggone good army. But no army can save a king. China, China's military is twice the size of ours. Don't get all cocky about your army. For every one soldier we have, China has two. The Bible says that no king is saved by the size of his army. No warrior escapes by his great strength. Get up here and give me a thousand push-ups. You're in the army. Give me a thousand push-ups. I couldn't even do two. You think a guy doing a thousand push-ups is what's going to save him at the end of the day? No. No warrior escapes by his great strength. Verse 17, a horse It's a beautiful animal, but it's vain hope for deliverance, despite all of its great strength. It cannot, a horse cannot save. But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear Him, on those whose hope is in His unfailing love. We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help. He is our shield. What that means is He is our salvation. In Him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in His holy name. May your unfailing love rest upon us, O Lord, even as we put our hope in you. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners 
who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We live in the most distracted culture in the history of the world. We see about 10,000 messages every day. We even touch our phones about 2,000 times a day. We're literally being overwhelmed with information. That's why there's no better time than right now for Dudley Rutherford's remarkable new book, One Thing, Rediscover a Simpler Faith in Our Complicated World. In this timely book, Pastor Dudley invites you to open your Bible and look closely at seven key passages of Scripture where you'll find the beautifully uncomplicated phrase, One Thing. These scriptures will quiet all the noise that you're hearing and call you back to a simpler faith. Dudley Rutherford has discovered the secret of how to focus our lives on the one thing that matters. What if you could find that simplicity? It's waiting out there, and this is your roadmap to freedom. Contact Lift Up Jesus today and get your copy of One Thing, the book that could finally change everything. I'm Kyle Welch. We invite you to join us every weekday at this time when we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.